Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. Happy Friday. We're about to go in a very long weekend. I know many of you guys who work super excited about that. I have Mike Thompson on as my guest today, and he's going to be sharing some uh, new prophetic revelation he's received. He also has a word for boomers. He's going to be talking about how we're entering into a season of increased spiritual encounters. It's going to be an awesome show. In case you're wondering about my uh, little clock behind me, it might show yesterday's date because we are pre there it is we're pre-recording today so it's live for you but for us it's still thursday so somehow we're we're in the future right now <laughs> remember that kim kim clement song he talked about being in the future um Oh, if I could think of it. I know you guys are going to write it in the chat because it's a popular song. Like, I'm in the future right now. I love that song by him. Um, He was so awesome. We love you, Kim, if you're watching right now um, from heaven. But all right, guys, before we start today's show, we want to share with you a quick video, um, something that's been really close to Steve's heart. And he's so, so generous. I've told you you guys, that so many times his heart is to give. And um, what does it practically look like to love your neighbor? Is it giving them a cup of cold water? You know, we want to thank you guys for supporting Elijah Streams in the drilling of freshwater wells. And we want to show you how your generosity has made an impact. Over 7 million people in Uganda lack access to safe, clean water. But you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water. But there is still a need. There are still many who don't have access to clean water. Would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of Uganda? Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. Thank you guys so much for partnering with us. If you feel led to donate, please head to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your check. Um, You can also click the link in the description or in the comments of wherever you're watching this. And I just remembered the Holy Spirit reminded me of that song from Kim Clement. It's I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. You guys remember that song? That's a great song. All right. Without any further ado, let's welcome my guest today, Mike Thompson. Hey, Mike, happy early Friday. (laughs) Hi, Kelsey. Yes, God bless you. It's nice to see you again and beyond. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. You have a different background. Where are you? I do. Yeah, it's a little bright, but I'm at my home in my study studio. Uh, We're renovating our main studio for a few weeks here. And so here I be. (laughs) In a new place. I like it, though. It looks nice. It looks like oh, a like you. a prophet's loft. Oh, that it is. I tell you what, I have had some miraculous uh, encounters with the Lord and visions in this room. So the anointing is just vibrating through every part of it. And we're ready to go. Ooh. I bet. I bet. When is when is the most time for you? Do you find is the most um I don't I don't want to say spiritually active, but for you, are you more of a 
morning person where you really get up early and seek, or are you up late at night? I'm a late nighter. Mm. Always have been, always will be. CK and I both. Uh, from the moment that we married and even before. Uh, so, yeah. And that's rolled over. It's kind of interesting because uh, when I do get up, I pray. I pray the first few hours before I enter into the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I enjoy the presence of the Lord. And so many, you know, the Lord speaks to me anywhere, anytime. Uh, but I enjoy some of what I call the third watch of the night. Sometimes I'll go live in Las Vegas, you know, between 12 midnight and three. And I'll just go live or and just do a video, just turn on the camera and just let the spirit of God just begin to pour, you know, through me. And it's wonderful. I love those precious times. It's interesting because, you know, it's different, different time zones. It's the middle of the day somewhere else. But for me, I just love that night quiet time. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. I like to be up at night and spend that special time with God. And, you know, you, you're in a season of your life where you get to spend hours and hours with the Lord. And I'm in the total opposite season where I'm like, Lord, give me 10 minutes today, you know, throughout the day, because it's just, you know, busy, busy, busy. But I find that when we're intentional about going to be with the Lord, he's, he's faithful every single time to meet with us and encourage us. And it's just, it's an awesome thing to do. So if you don't have time, right, spending time with the Lord right now, that's a set thing. I'm sure Mike would encourage you to, to find that, that rhythm with the Lord, find that time with God. Oh, absolutely. That's the most important thing because it's unique. It's individual, you know, our mm -hmm. relationship and how he moves through us and our anointings and our giftings uh, and all that. So, um, but everywhere. Not only in every city, but also in every uh, country and all around the world. That means that there is a constant presence of a part of the body of Christ before the Lord. Oh, okay. Receiving revelation, praying, interceding. So it's nonstop, 24 hours a day. When you received... Um your word about the lion's army, because you're going to share a little bit about that and um, the hammer of justice. Was that a nighttime vision or when was that? Uh, this, the specific vision I'm going to talk about with the hammer of justice uh, actually occurred probably about 11 a.m. Okay. And I was just, it wasn't in the night. Man, I get them anytime. So I was just praying and just seeking the Lord, walking around. You know, I walk with one foot in the spirit, one foot in the natural. He's go about your busy day, uh, listening to the Lord, and the Lord just spoke to me. Bam, I, 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 first of all, I just was pulled into the spirit. That happens to me a lot. And, you know, I have many visions. I have long visions. I have uh, full visions where I'm just taken completely into it. But this was kind of a mini vision. And I was, I think I was drinking coffee uh, in the kitchen. And suddenly, there I was, just the Spirit of God just pulled me in, and I saw an anvil, mm. and and then this big hammer come crashing out. Let me read it to you. I can tell you, but I want to read it exactly as I wrote it afterwards. I was in my prayer closet on June 9th, 
when the spirit of the Lord drew me into the spiritual realm. In front of me, I saw a large anvil, and a huge metal hammer came crashing down on me. At first, I thought the hammer and the anvil is a proper usage of the anvil, but it caught my attention that the anvil was empty. There wasn't anything being crafted on it. It was just there, the huge hammer, and the hammer struck it with such force that the anvil cracked. The Lord said, I am using my lion's army as a hammer of justice. This is a time of unusual spiritual warfare. And we can all feel that. We know that. And a time of unusual miracles is coming. Now, that excited my spirit. Then he said, unusual miracles will be wrought by unusual warriors who are now rising. Praise God. He continued, when idolatry embraces witchcraft, this was the main purpose of the vision. When idolatry, we talk about idolatry, we talk about witchcraft, but there is a union of the two very often. He said, when idolatry embraces witchcraft, then perversion, immorality, and unspeakable wickedness is released. You are presently witnessing that wickedness in society. But my hammer of justice, the lion's army, is bigger than the hammer of the idol's craftsman. Then he finished by saying, be my hammer. And so I took that as not only as a revelation, but an assignment. Be my hammer. You know? The lion's army, the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ. We are the army of the Lord, those of us that are warriors. God has given me, and most people probably are aware of that, many, many uh, visions concerning the lion's army and the power of that's flowing through the lion's army and how that, that all operates from third heaven authority from above, from the revelation of being seated with Christ, you know, which is what my book is all about. Um, third heaven authority. And in fact, right here, I know you have a graphic you're probably going to show. See there? Praise God. Please, please go get that book. I encourage everybody who hasn't purchased it yet to do so. Uh, I've been encouraged by the uh, Charisma House, who's the publisher, that it is doing extremely well in sales. There's a lot of hungry people that are out there Well, in that book, I describe these kind of things, but third heaven authority is from heaven's position looking down rather than from earth's position looking up, rather than a a linear level below where we are stalemated and we run into speed bumps and we have to deal with all the stuff here to rise up in the spirit and be above all those things seated with Christ and from that perspective, okay? So that third heaven authority, lion's army, and The lion's army, he said, is a hammer of justice, hammer of justice. When it came down on that anvil and it cracked, I thought, hmm, I know that there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talk about blacksmithing, those kinds of things, when the smith, you know, the crafting of the day on metal. But what about anvil? So I looked it up and I could only find one scripture in the whole of the Bible, at least in the New King. James Version, that used the word anvil. And it was Isaiah 41.7. And it says, 
that the anvil referring to there is the crafting of idolatry, of idols, you know, and, the, and they would do metal smithing on it, and particularly like gold. The idol would be fashioned after wood or out of wood or some material, and then they would hammer out the gold plating and put it on the idol and then worship the idol. And so God was beyond any kind of doubt to me saying several things. Number one is that in the world, but in America today, that there is a lot of idol worship, a lot of idol worship, and idol worship particularly on the far left. You know, I talk about it as a form of Jezebel's idols. Jezebel was an idolater. Um, most people probably understand the terminology, but there's always new people that don't, is that the Lord spoke to me in 2004 about the rising of the ruling political spirit of Jezebel. And that's the far left. Mm -hmm. That's the idolatry that has come into governance and into society and, and so many things. When we talk about the educational system, media, the entertainment system, judiciary, all of those, uh, all of those things, uh, that that far left spirit that governs so many, there's so many manifestations of it. But he used the phrase to me that it was Jezebel. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jezebel, we see in the Old Testament historical figure, but also we see in the Revelation where John uh, received word from the Lord, where he's writing to the church of Thyatira, the Lord said, I have something against you to that church of Thyatira because you tolerate Jezebel. Jezebel wasn't the name of the woman that was doing it. Jesus was identifying the spirit in that woman and what she was doing and bringing sexual immorality and idolatry and all that stuff into the church right. of Thyatira. Right. Uh, as being the same spirit that was in the historical figure of Jezebel. So the Lord was through this symbolism talking to me about that idolatry and how that America was attempting to go far left. And this was back in 2004. I began preaching on all this stuff. Wow, wow. And so that idolatry. But here's the thing that the Lord was telling me, Kelsey, through all of this and this encounter is that it has gone a step further. And what we are witnessing now is a merging of idolatry, which is wrong, it's demonic, merging of that with witchcraft, mm. witchcraft, the occult. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, the word occult, witchcraft, sorcery, magical arts are all basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, in the King James Version, you'll find it talks about witchcraft, uh, where in newer translations like the New King James, it'll use the word sorcery or it'll use mm -hmm. magical arts. But all of it is the same thing. And one of the things that I want to tell people right now, well, I'm getting deeper and deeper, <laughs> might as well hang on for the ride, um, is never be afraid of it. One of the tensions that I feel in my life is at this point to emphasize not only the importance of it and how demonic and how wicked that this is that's going on in America and how destructive. Yeah. I, I really sound the alarm 
but at the same time, not scare people because they need to know that he who lives in us is greater than he who lives in the world, that we have the victory and we have the power over all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so wake up, church. <laughs> wake up and realize that the idolatry and the sorcery and the black arts have merged and are now birthing and creating a situation that we are experiencing now when you get into all of the things. You talk about sexual immorality is not just committing adultery, you know, or some. I mean, you look at all of the things that are going on in our culture now surrounding culture, uh, the mm-hmm. trans movement, um, the um, surgical um, stuff that's going on with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, the list goes on and on. And what the Lord was telling me is that's the crossover because of the occult. Mm. It is not a natural, it's not a biological situation. That's the crossover because of the occult. Oh, wow. Merging is producing a disformed baby. Mm. Something that is more hideous. In darkness. And we have to wake up and we have to confront it. Mm. Praise God. But we have the power. The Lord didn't say the anvil in this vision. He didn't say the anvil is too strong for you. Be afraid of the anvil. No, recognize the anvil's there Mm -hmm. in the symbolism. He dropped the hammer. He said the body of Christ, or I should specifically say the lion's army, the warriors, the hammer of God is dropping on it. Crack the anvil. Break the merger break it and bring righteousness and restoration to America. Praise God. Yes. Isn't that exciting? Mike, I wanted to clarify because, um, you know, some people, when we read about idols in the Bible, it's always like you said, you know, fastened with wood, uh, overlaid with silver or gold or something that people would have and they would bow down and worship. We think of the famous calf idol, you know, when they cross over through the Red Sea. But what would you explain is an idol today? So when you talk about idol worship, because obviously people in America aren't bowing down to these little figures. So what would you classify as as an idol? In a general sense, an idol is anything that we worship and give reverence to over and above the God of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so that Idol worship can be demonstrated in loving money, uh, loving cars, jobs, anything that mm-hmm. distracts, and that from a general sense. Then you go from there up into the next level, so to speak, would be uh, the worshiping of false gods, not just the worshiping of material things above God, but the yeah. worshiping of false gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to the level to where, where I'm talking about right now is a manifestation of the occult. Mm-hmm. We might as well be honest about it. I, I shy away from these kind of things a lot because I don't want to scare people and I okay. want them to understand their victory. But today yeah. the warning that's coming through me is the occult is here. And yeah. so So what we see then is the worshiping of other gods 
There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there in our society that call themselves atheists and they're not. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Uh, atheism is a religion in the first place, but they're actually worshiping other gods. Even when you look at uh, uh, the rise of Satanism and the oh, Satanic yeah. Church in America. And what they do is they present themselves as being normal. And they'll say, well, we don't really believe that there is a personality of Satan, that it just symbolizes something. So we as a church are not worshiping anything like that. We're just countering Christianity. Mm. See, there it is. But they're worshiping spirits. The Apostle Paul himself said, that the enticing or enticement behind all idolatry is demonic spirits. They are at work pulling. Yeah. So even if it's on a lower level um, and it's material worship, rather Mm -hmm. than worshiping a God or a spirit, there's Mm -hmm. still a demonic presence in that bringing the enticement and it's still idolatry. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's really some good, good. stuff. Yeah, I, I want to encourage people here in the sense to and explain some stuff. Um, that when it goes, here, I'm looking at my notes because I wrote down a couple of things. Let me read these scriptures. Christians need to hear this and know it. Deuteronomy 18.10. We're talking about the warnings, biblical warnings against these things, dabbling yeah. in the magical arts and these occult practices. In Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, God says, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire. Talking about occult practices, um, ritualism, and child sacrifice in fire at the time. Or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up from the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. So we're talking about Ouija boards in, in our current society. We're talking about, um, you know, um, universe worship, astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many aspects um, where people are involved in these kind of things, playing with it, going to mediums, mm-hmm. uh, fortune tellers, etc. The list goes on. And Christians aren't supposed to be involved in that in any That's way. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's all counterfeit. It's right. all counterfeit. And then the New Testament gives this warning in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. And he says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, Cleanness, lewdness, idolatry, and everybody would go, yeah, yeah, that's bad. Well, here's the next one. Sorcery. Yep. Magical arts, witchcraft. It's a work of the flesh. It's the flesh's attempt to find something supernatural other than God and doing it his ways. And then it goes on and says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And basically, he's talking about those that are out there in the world that are doing these things once they come into the kingdom. See, those out in the world don't inherit the kingdom of God. Once they come in, it's at this point, 
stop. Don't be involved in those things any longer. Okay. Repent if you have. God's not going to send you to hell if you repent. I mean, you know. Right. We need to. Because Paul's writing to the church there. Remember, Paul's writing to the church. So obviously it's to the church. That's it. Now, listen to this. I know I'm giving my sermon now and we'll we'll have more of a conversation just a second, but no, it's good. Um, the Bible also talks about in the book of Acts power encounters. Mm-hmm. There are four specific places in Acts that discuss how the church came against the occult. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give those to the people so that they can see them. And we always win. Always win. The first one was at Samaria. Philip went down and preached. And when he preached, he met a sorcerer named Simon. Simon operated in the occult and had power. The scripture says that the people were amazed at his power. Mm -hmm. Well, he got saved. So then the apostles, Peter and John, went down, and they were getting people filled with the Spirit, and there were miracles and all kinds of things happening, and Simon saw that, and so he wanted to buy it. He wanted the ability, because, see, my point in this, one of them, is that it was not only the occult, he got saved, and it says he did get saved, he came out of that. But his mind was still in the former things. As a believer, the former things. He wanted to possess power and control people. Yeah. And of course, they rebuked him and he ended up repenting and et cetera. Okay, so that was the first power encounter. Mm -hmm. Stopped all of that control of that sorcerer over Samaria. The second one is found in Acts 13. And it's in Cyprus. Paul there is on a missionary journey. And we find that Elimus, a sorcerer, another man who had power over people, controlled them. The whole thing about magical arts, about witchcraft, uh, sorcery, is about controlling people for selfish, self-serving gain. It is irrespective of what God created that person to be or to do and what is the best for them, but a form of controlling through enticements, through chances, through um, chants, spells, all of those things. There's so many things that are involved. Drugs are involved. Uh, sexual immorality is involved for control purposes. Mm-hmm. And so Elimus, Paul here is preaching to the governor of the island, the proconsul, and Elimus comes in because he's afraid he's going to lose his control and tries to stop it. And Paul strikes him blind. Why? Because that's what God did to him to get his yeah. attention. Man, right. so he struck a line was blind, and the, and the scripture declares that the governor, seeing that, turned to Christ. So yes. the second win against the occult and the sorcery. The third one is in Acts 16. We find there that uh, at Philippi, Paul encounters that teenage girl who has, the scripture says has a spirit of divination. She's owned by a Roman a group of, of 
they were Roman soldiers who were using her to make money by fortune telling. And she's following along after them. And she keeps, what she was saying was true. She kept saying, listen to these people, talking about Paul and his group. They're servants of the most high God. Okay, that was all true, but it was the wrong source. It was the wrong spirit. Paul turned around and cast the spirit out of her, of fortune telling. And she lost the power to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the third one. Here's the fourth one. In Acts 19, we find that in Ephesus, the Apostle Paul is there for a period of two years. Uh, he's rented the school of Tyrannius, and he's preaching, and he's sending evangelistic groups out. And that's where it says that he performed miracles and tore pieces of cloth off his apron and anointed them, and they went. people were healed and, and, and delivered, and all these wonderful things were happening. And then it's at that point that something occurs. First, there are seven sons of Sceva. These are Jewish, not born again, Jewish exorcists mm-hmm. who by formula attempt to cast demons out of people. And they see Christians that are very successful at this. So they come into this man who is demonized and they say, you know, by the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Mm-hmm. Because Paul was doing that, casting them out. Hey, that man, that's the way they could do it. And that man jumped on them, beat the snot out of them, tore their clothes, ran them away. And so mm-hmm. they saw, Ephesus saw the power of God through Paul and the lack of power through these exorcists. They got saved. The next thing that happens, it says that so many people who are involved in the magic arts received Jesus that they got together and they burned all of their magic books in the town square, so to speak. A huge bonfire with a lot of expense because Mm -hmm. they accepted Jesus. In all four of those cases, the power of Christ was greater. And we're going to see the power of Christ greater in America in these areas. Yes, that's awesome, Mike. Those are such great examples. And I think you could teach on every single one of them probably for the whole hour because there's so much in all those stories. So I would recommend everyone listening, go read the book of Acts and see what Mike is talking about because it is powerful. I mean, greater is he that's within us. And you talk about how. Um, the Lord said, be my hammer. So yeah. can you clarify how how can you be his hammer? How can we practically um, implement that on the earth? I, I interpret that. In fact, I know just because it happened to me when he was saying it. What I received and knew is rise up in who Jesus Christ created you to be. Be spirit-filled. Be power-filled and take these power encounters to the world. Whether it is confronting these things on an individual basis with Mm -hmm. people that you meet, whether it's Mm -hmm. in your city and whether it's in the governance of the nation, is rise up and begin to pull down those strongholds. When I say pull down strongholds, um, 
because of my teaching on third heaven authority mm-hmm. is I don't mean it from the standpoint of being beneath them and reaching up and somehow trying to find a way to break them. It's from above, stomp them, break them, crush them, be the hammer of justice against those foul demonic spirits and the wickedness that's in America. We have to pray. And so the very first thing is pray. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord on how to pray against those things rising up in America. And then decree, prophesy, speak the word against them. Pray, use your authority. Don't back down. Stand in faith. Praise God. And let the Lord lead you. And then only after we do it in the spirit. See, these things have to be one in the spirit first before they are ever one in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. Then after we've done it in the spirit, we follow it up in the flesh and do whatever God tells us to do. And that's in the way that we vote in the elections. That's the way that we um, are involved in whatever form that the Lord's leading us in any kind of, of politics. That's it's how we get involved in going to school board meetings and, right. um, you know, trying to protect the children, being advocates for them. It's all of these kinds of things. But do it in the spirit. Confront it and break that control. You know, when we're talking about witchcraft, I'm just now rem- rem- being reminded of seeing one time at the store, it was like, you know how they have those boards where I guess the, you move to the different, it's, it's a Ouija board. Is that what they call it? Uh huh. So they had a Jesus board where it's like, you do the same thing, but it's Christian. And I could not believe that, like, how could anyone be think that that was the right thing to do. But then at the same time, I think, well, if we don't ever talk about this and if the church never addresses this and talks about this type of stuff, this is how stuff creeps into the church. And who knows? I mean, some churches might have that as a game for their youth nights. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying if if, I'm so glad you're addressing this because I see more and more blatant attacks against Christianity with witchcraft infiltrating the church and people thinking, oh, no, it's fine. You're right. You know, that comes under the heading and the the spirit of divining. And the Bible does cover that when you are using material things, Mm -hmm. um, such as rod or et cetera, in divining. uh, That's trying to take the place of the Holy Spirit's presence, Mm -hmm. how he moves through us. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you're right. They need to be cautioned about it and not get involved in any of those things. And in society today, is it any wonder? I'm amazed because when I look around that what seems to be happening is everything is, I mean, look at the movies, look at television, the shows and stuff. It's all about walking dead, vampires, yep. witches, yes, ghosts. All of these macabre things, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm not trying to heap condemnation on people out there, but I'm trying to get them to see that that's the spirit of this age. Right. That's there. Uh, I would like to watch a nice comedy sometime. 
<laughs> it's hard to find a comedy because they don't want to make good, funny movies. There's a few, but you get what I'm talking about. No, yes. they want to see somebody hang in the air and be eaten by a monster and, 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 you know, perform I service know. to the devil. And, and in, mm -hmm. in the midst of all of those things, see, that's the marrying I was talking about between idolatry and witchcraft. Yep. In the midst of all of that, we got to turn it around and we can, yeah. we have the power, be the hammer. Yes. And being aware of it when you see it and to not engage in it, I think is really, really important because it can be very subtle, especially in, in kids shows. Um, I know it's like my kids know all the time. They'll say like if they watch a little show or something, they'll come up to me and and they'll turn it off and say oh, there was there was witchcraft in it and I turned it off and I was like good job honey that's right because they always have some type of wand or some type of necklace or special power it's everywhere infiltrated through everything and we have to be so aware of what that is and like you said it's a spirit. And you can't open yourself up to that. And it seems innocent, but it's not innocent. And a little leaven ruins the whole lump. And I've also seen even in Teen Vogue's, for those of you who maybe have teenage kids, um, one of the editors of that magazine, you know, talks about how you can do um, spells with the, the time of the month for women and teaches teens how to do that. And it's just in the, it's in the magazines. And I'm like, yeah. What is happening? I mean, it is it is everywhere. So I'm glad you're addressing it today. And we need to stand up against it and teach our children and those around us in our church, maybe that haven't heard this before or, or aren't aware of it, because um, it's it's really infiltrated. Like you say, obviously, the Lord showed you, but it's 100 percent accurate what what he said about witchcraft and idolatry. I mean, it is everywhere. It is. And it's not innocent. What's innocent is right. any human being, child or adult, imagination. God mm -hmm. created imagination. He created the ability of us to think of things uh, that the Holy Spirit can then take and form and fashion and instruct and give us creative ideas and do all those mm -hmm. things. Uh, but the enemy uses that in a wicked, perverted way. That's yeah. what we're against. Yes. So wake up. Right. Wake up. Exactly. Um, Mike, you also share that um, the Holy Spirit is saying we're coming out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. So would you share oh, a little yeah. bit on that? Good. Let's let's dive into something that's a little more positive in people's minds. I think what I just preached on is very positive and authoritative yeah. and, and godly. Let's get it. But here's the deal. I want to really encourage people also in the fact that the Lord spoke to me and he said, we're coming out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. And he said, the wilderness is actually the last approximately three years of wilderness where we've gone through tribulation and temptation, all the changes, you know, we're talking about with COVID and then uh, the way that was used politically and wickedly and, and all these things that have happened to us been an attack on the economy, on society. It's wilderness, been wilderness. Yeah. And he said, but just like Jesus came out of his time of temptation in the wilderness, those trials, in the power of the Spirit, 
He said, I'm bringing my church out in the power of the Spirit. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. He said, be released. He said, this year is the releasing. And I want you to get ready to be released. And as you're released, it's going to be in the power of the Spirit, with power evangelism, with miraculous living. There's going to be an increase of all of these things. I'm pretty animated today, aren't I? An increase. But I'm excited about the Lord and what he's doing for his people. So every single person, every listener, every viewer out there right now, realize that God is releasing you in a supernatural power. The Lord said this is going to be a summer of miracles, all kinds of miracles. Remember, the Lord even said um, in the vision that I shared with you that um, I'm using my lion's army as a hammer of justice. This is a time of unusual spiritual warfare. Okay, we already covered that. Yeah. Deal with that. We're going to do it. Um. And it's a time of unusual miracles. Unusual miracles will be wrought by unusual warriors. So look for the unexpected. Look for great things. Think bigger than you've ever thought before. Pray bigger than you've ever prayed before. Expect the miraculous. Because we're coming out in the power of the Spirit. And that's for every individual life. Every mm-hmm. person listening, that's for you. It's for you. Yeah. But it's also for your family. And it's also for your friends, for your church, for your city, for your nation. You're taking back America and bringing it to righteousness. Mm. Praise God. When you talk about um, special miracles, you know, and, and I remember in the Bible, it talks about the hands of Paul wrought special, special miracles. And I think the question for people is how, how do I do that? Because, you know, there's always some practical tips that we can give for people listening because they want to see that in their lives and in their families. And is there anything you yourself, Mike, have seen or experienced that helped you start to walk in that more or made you aware of that, that type of realm that can help the people listening? Like how, how do I step into that? I would say just some very practical um, steps here. Number one is get into the word. I mean, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, your faith for those things can only be because you read the word and because you see the examples in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that happen that God can do in his promises. Uh, and you have to build that God inside mindedness, that mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's on the inside of me and that he's given me the authority. And so it's got to come from the word, but it also has to come from the spirit. So being spirit filled, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. Uh, I'm going to tell people right now, it's an absolute must there needs to be a resurgence of teaching on praying in other tongues, mm-hmm. praying in prayer language, praying yourself through. The Apostle Paul told uh, the Corinthian church that when you speak and when you pray in tongues, that you're not speaking to other men, 
but howbeit in the spirit you are speaking mysteries. That's right. God hears it. You're speaking to God. You're releasing the mysteries. So it's a power display. It's a revelation. And so pray in tongues, your heavenly prayer language. Uh, do it every day. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Build it up. Do it. Pray. And then I would say this. Cast down the flesh's want to normalize and naturalize these things. They're all spiritual. Mm. We have to walk in the spirit and believe that it can be done. Who cares? If somebody else is telling you it can't be done, who are they? Why not believe big? Why not allow God? Mm -hmm. I have seen some of the most miraculous things in my ministry, things simply because I opened up to God and said, God, do the miraculous. You be God. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to hold you down. I just want you to flow. And then the very last thing I would say to people is have patience. By faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Mm -hmm. uh, if it doesn't look like it happened within 10 seconds after your faith command or prayer, mm -hmm. stand in faith and give it time to work and it shall come to pass. Yeah, that's so good. And so in Try those practical tips that Mike shared and praying in the spirit. Um, Cause we're next, we're going to talk about personal encounters, how you, you said the Lord um, is showing you more personal encounters are coming to the body. And I think also when you get this personal revelation of the word of God and of who Christ is and of who the Holy spirit is, that also makes it easier to walk into this stuff as well. So uh, can you share what the Lord's talked to you about personal encounters? And then also, how can we position ourselves to receive that? Yes. Probably the the best thing that any of the viewers can do to get ready for it is buy my book. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> that was rather bold, wasn't it? But all of these questions, I go through in detail teaching people how to do that. Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> see, when the when the Lord gave me the very first encounter when he took me to Third Heaven and gave me the assignment to teach Third Heaven Authority to my people. Mm -hmm. um, I'd never heard the phrase Third Heaven Authority before in my entire life until I heard them cross the lips of Jesus in that mm. encounter. And so I've been doing that, but here's what he said. He said, from this point forward, there's going to be an increase in supernatural encounters. The veil between the natural and the spiritual realms will seemingly grow thinner and thinner. Mm -hmm. And more of my people will be experiencing visions, dreams, taken to heaven, um, all kinds of words of knowledge, angelic visitations, all of this supernatural encounters. Um, and he said, they need to know how to navigate the heavenlies and all of these situations without getting tripped up. Mm -hmm. He said, it's also going to be happening on the occult side of the oh, stuff okay. that we were talking about. 
There's mm -hmm. been an increase in spiritual demonic encounters mm -hmm. on that side. And mm -hmm. all of New Ageism, people just dabbling in, in darkness, all of that. And he said, yeah. but we are greater. And he said, this is a time where there's going to be power confrontations that are going mm -hmm. to occur. And the church has to be equipped, the ecclesia, to handle these things. And just going to church on Sunday, thank God you're a Christian and you go to church on Sunday, is not going to do it. Mm -hmm. People have to have those encounters. Because those encounters, what they do is they reach to the very depths of our being. They transform our soul. They change our lives. Yeah. And at that moment, God becomes real. And at that moment, there's a revelation that's imparted. And in the impartation, there is an assignment that brings authority and glory and power. Yeah. And through that, just daring to stand against it, there's going to be more and more of those kind of encounters. And you know, when you become immersed in the Holy Spirit, he brings the glory. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. It's being raptured in him. And the encounters are not just to have a goosebump or a story. Mm -hmm. Thank God if we get a goosebump or we shed a tear or we have a story. It's great. It's to transform us. And with every transformation, we grow stronger and stronger in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Mike, I know that the Lord has given you a word for boomers. And I know that's going to encourage them because a lot of times we're hearing words for the next generation and the younger generation. But the Lord has been speaking to you about um, a fresh and flourishing anointing for boomers. So would you share that word with us? Oh, yes. God bless all of those, the younger generations, because you're going to just know your God and be mighty and do exploits. But here's the scripture the Lord gave to me to talk about boomers and promises. He's not finished with you yet. Never will be. But it's in Psalm um, 92, verses 13 and 14. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. Ah, the refreshing of the Lord. Yeah. You know, when you look at uh, um, when the children of Israel had to wander in the wilderness, they had to follow Joshua and Caleb. It was the younger generation that went in and took the land, but by the leaders of the older generation, the Joshuas and the Caleb's, because they'd already been there. And so it had to be the two joining together. But the promise that God really wanted to speak to the boomers is rise up. Don't go into retirement, go into refirement. I mean, absolutely, you are filled with the Spirit of God. You have so much ahead of you. This is destiny time. You've waited your whole lives for it. 
So rise up. You have the power. You have the leadership ability. You've been to the promised land, man. Let's just pray these uh, following generations into their place and destiny. The principle in the Bible that is consistent is that God does not do away with the old to bring the new other than old covenant, new covenant. But in line with ministries, he always layers on. Mm -hmm. So boomers, you have layered on the prior generation. And now we are going to rise up so that the next generation can be layered on. But they have to have our layer or they will be ineffective. Yes. Do it. God's got a promise. And he's going to give you supernatural youth and supernatural finances and supernatural abilities, anointings from God to fulfill your destiny. Praise God. Mike, will you pray um, for all the boomers watching right now? And just, I'm going to lead you kind of into prayer now because I feel the Lord on that word. And a lot of people watching are um, ready to receive from God right now. I can just, I can feel it as you were talking about that boomer word. Absolutely. What I want to say to you right now is that if you are a boomer, it is not that you are less than or greater than any other generation. It's just that the hand of the Lord is on you. And at this moment, you can feel the anointing. There's something tugging in your heart. The Holy Spirit right now is touching you in a way that he's enlarging who you are. He's stirring up your dreams. He's stirring up everything that he's said to you before. You are filled with God. You are filled with the power of the Holy One. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every deception that is attempted to rob that from you in the natural realm, in Jesus' name. I rebuke and I cast it out. But I also, in Jesus' name now, as the stirring and the anointing comes on you, I have that special word and that special anointing. Get ready to receive it because I'm going to speak it on you now. And when I speak it on you, then you get up and you run with the vision with all of your might. Now, the Holy Spirit's anointing come upon you. Release in Jesus' name now into your life. Know the love of God and take it to the world. Praise God. Mm, amen. Yeah, I'm just going to wait a minute. Sometimes you know how it just starts to descend on them. So just yeah. wait a minute for that. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's Curse been, it's been, hearts. yeah. Go for it. I feel like it's been a little minute since some of you have been feeling uh, the presence of the Lord. It's, it's been a minute um, for you. And just now this peace and the presence of God is coming into your room and you're being refreshed by it. You're being encouraged by the Lord, being touched by the Lord as, as Mike prayed over you guys. So it's okay to just sit in your chair and just close your eyes as we end the show and stay there with the Lord. You know, let him touch you for as, as long as he needs to. And some of you, it's, it may be a little bit longer than when we're done. You may have to stay in this place with God because he's pulling on your heart. You know, we love him because he first loved us. 
So just be obedient to God, whatever he's telling you to do when, when we end this program. But Mike, thank you for being with us today and sharing all that God um, has shown you and laid on your heart. I know we shared your book a couple times, um, and they can find that at MikeThompsonMinistries.org, right? And where else is your book sold? Uh, basically everywhere. If they go on the internet and type it in, it'll show up at all kinds of distributors everywhere that books are sold. They can order it if they don't have it. But uh, uh, yeah, you get it through Charisma House, Amazon, many others. Uh, so just do it. Yeah, make sure to grab that book. Uh, Mike, tell CK we said hi and we love her. I always have to say that before we get off. And um, we just love being on with you today. You guys, don't forget next week. Um, we want to remind you that since it's uh, July 4th holiday weekend, we'll be back live on Wednesday, July 5th with Johnny Enloe Unfiltered. So we won't be here Monday or Tuesday, but we will be back on Wednesday. And Steve will be back hosting. So you guys get to see Steve again. We hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend celebrating with your family. We love you and see you on Wednesday. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.